Hello and welcome to the bye week. Um, I'm Connor Kirst, and today I'm joined by Bill's Wire writer, Rich Kowalski. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Uh, you can follow Rich on Twitter at by Rich Kowalski, B-Y, Rich Kowalski, and you can follow me on Twitter at Kirst. Anyway, we're here to talk about some NFL stuff. Um, mostly, well, I mean, it's going to be a mixture of stuff. We're going to talk some bills because obviously this is a Buffalo-based podcast. We're also going to go through the NFL in general. Um, go th- going through some of the best and worst moves, uh, whether it's signings, trades throughout the offseason, new players who we think are going to have a good year based on situation. We're going through the bills, free agency, and trades. Then we're going to get into some draft stuff where we'll, we'll get to the draft stuff, but... Uh, it should be a pretty pretty solid podcast here. Totally. All right, so do you want to start off with the best and worst moves? The best and worst moves. Okay. Well, let's start with the best then. Um, I think one of the best moves that no one is really talking about is Nate Solder. Uh, mm-hmm. He went over to the Giants. and They reason, needed help with they, that offensive line. Oh, absolutely. They needed help on that line. And honestly, since he's a left tackle, it's a big deal because they want to know who's going to be protecting that blind side. Um, whoever they do replace Eli event eventually, um, whether it's this do, year or next year, yeah, they need someone on, on that line that absolutely can actually, you know, play well. Eric Flowers hasn't worked out at all for them. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, I think I think Solder is probably one of the best pickups that no one no one really talked about, and um, you know, linemen don't get that much love in <laughs> in the media. Let's show the linemen some love this year. I totally agree, I, <laughs> except Incognito. He's <laughs> uh, what's going on with him? We, we'll get into that later, but yeah, we can get that's, into that's that crazy. Later. Yeah. Um, all right, so I guess I'll go with one of my moves. I really liked uh, the Rams. Uh, they had three big moves, um, but the one in particular that I loved was getting Marcus Peters for a second round pick. Yeah, that was that was definitely a big deal. Uh, um, based on his on the field play, he's uh, I think a top five corner in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there definitely are some. It's not even off the field concerns, sideline concerns, and in the locker room concerns. Yeah, I mean he was um, he was the guy that threw the what did he throw the penalty flag at a ref? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they left. Everyone he left suspended yeah. or kicked out or ejected. But, yeah, uh, I mean that stuff had is to come back. Pretty pretty serious. He had issues in college too. You think that had to play a factor too in him getting traded? You know? Oh, yeah, hundred percent did. Andy Reid's not a type of guy that's gonna deal with that. Day in and day out, so you, you had know, to know it was a little I more think, severe. I think the Chiefs did a pretty good job replacing him, though, in that Alex Smith trade. They got Kendall Fuller, who Very had true. a pretty good year for the Redskins last year. So, I mean, I think Marcus Peters is still a better player. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to miss him as much as people think. But I think the the Rams getting Tlaib and Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be a, a scary defense next yeah. year with Another Donald one. Sue up front. Oh, absolutely! Not to mention, I think they still have uh, Lamarcus Joyner there too, playing free safety. They do, yep. Yeah, so they have a pretty strong secondary. I wasn't. I'm a little concerned about uh, Talib there, though. I mean, I think that everyone hypes him up. You know, he snatched Michael Crabtree's uh, chain and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's he's been in the league for a while too, so he's, he's a good older. cornerback. But I think he. I mean, is he going to be able to play up to the standard we've seen the last couple of years? I don't know. I, really I, don't. I hope he does, because um, I'm really interested to see that team mm-hmm. this year. Um, really, an exciting exciting team. Absolutely. Um, if you want to go on another Rams move, I wasn't quite as big of a fan at, for the uh, Brand Cooks trade. Okay. Um, I think he's a good player. Um, I don't know if they really needed to trade a first round pick to get him. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little caught off guard that they traded a first for that. You know, I, I mean, mean, that's what he went for last year he, too. I mean, it's not gonna. I'm not saying he's not a good player, but it's he he could easily get lost in that offense. I know they lost yeah. Sammy Watkins, but they still have Todd Gurley. They still have. Um, 
Cooper Cup. They had Robert Woods. Robert Woods, who came on huge last year. So, it, I mean, he could end up getting lost in the offense, but I think it just it really brings about the the attitude that the Rams really want to win right now. They want to get yeah. those wins in and worry about those contracts later because they still have a rookie quarterback on a rookie That's like deal. the biggest thing. It's like, a huge deal. When, when you have a rookie quarterback and you're not paying him as much money as, you know, as that, I'm, Tom Brady's a bad example because he doesn't get a lot of money, but mm-hmm. you know you're not paying him fourteen million a year. Yeah, exactly. So that's you got to maximize the window. And the way they, look and I at think it. the Rams are doing a good job at that. But I just wonder if you know they could have maybe hang on to that first rounder. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because they're gonna have to pay Brandon Cooks a lot of money. I don't know if he's a number one receiver. He's a very good I, player. Yeah, I don't know. Especially he's not a number one guy. I don't think. Especially when you see a guy like uh, Sammy Watkins. I think they were in the same draft class. They're getting yeah, Sammy Watkins so. is getting you know or fourteen fifty million dollars a year. To, and and you, and you look at his production compared to Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is going to convey a lot of money. And yeah. will the Rams even want to spend it? The way they look at it is I that I feel like at this point they're going to have to because they trade a first round. Yeah, I mean that's a big value. And the way they the way they look at it too is they see that NFC West as a division where they're able to pounce right now because the Seahawks are slumping right now. They've lost a lot of guys. The 49ers are still up and up, but I mean Garoppolo played six games last year. Looked great. But you don't really know. I mean, yeah, it's you still have, done, so. You still don't have a big sample size on him. And then the, the Cardinals are just, I mean, who knows what they're doing. Okay. So they have an opportunity to pounce on that division and hopefully win a title or win that division title this year and possibly next year. On paper, the Rams should be a top two or three team in the, in the NFC, I would, I would think. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. Them and, them Based on the moves they've made. Yeah, I think they're going to need Jared Goff to take another step up. He took a big step up last year. He's going to have to do it again this year, though. Yeah. It's all about that because he did not play well in that playoff game. Yeah, if 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 Goff isn't isn't performing well, then it they're going to lose the morale pretty quickly on that team. They have a lot of superstars mm-hmm. on that, a lot of personalities where they might have like you having a Dominican Sue in the locker room now. He's you a bad a guy, that, guy too. Exactly, you might have it where where he's the domino to fall, and then the rest of the team is just not not in the right place and and they're well, not you know, working together. I wonder if Brandon Cooks is a bad locker room guy because think about it, he went from you know Sean Payne, Drew Brees, mm-hmm. they got rid of him. Belichick, Brady, they got rid of him. That's true. I don't know. He could be a bad locker room guy. But also at the same time, if he's not a bad locker room guy, he's probably a great one because he's worked with Breeze and Peyton, and he's worked in the locker could room. Could be, yeah. New England. We don't really know. We don't know. Yeah, we don't. We haven't seen anything. And that's yet. such a that's such a big part of the NFL that people don't even consider. It's, yeah, they're absolutely. getting they're getting a lot of these really like talented, well known players, mm-hmm. but. If, if they're not going to be able to mesh or they start struggling off the gate, it could be a, a disaster for them. Hopefully it works out, though. That's what I'm hoping, just based on the talent. Totally. All right, so you got another good move you want to talk about? Um, Should we go into the Bills or just in general? Uh, let's go a couple more in, in general, I think. Um, I mean, I think, surprisingly, Landry is is a really strong signing for for the, the Browns because I it's think... It's a lot of money. For it's a lot of guy. money, but... You you lock him up and you have him next to Josh Gordon, so you have two very good. Op- you're you're going to essentially be running a very fast mm. offense next year. They added Carlos Hyde in free agency too. They added Sam Shields on defense from the Browns. Browns had a lot of made a they lot got of Sam moves. Shields too. I believe so. Yeah. They, I know they got Demarius Randall from. Maybe Green that's Bay. who I'm thinking of. Yeah, Demarius Randall. Sorry. Um, yeah. So they, they added, but they added guys on both sides. And Tyrod. And I think that's gonna, yeah, exactly. You have Tyrod there too. They're a very young team, and I still, mm-hmm. I think Landry could make an impact for a quarterback like Tyrod, where Landry's gonna be able to make those good slant moves throughout the day, and Tyrod's a guy that can capitalize off. Oh of yeah, that. sure. 
He's that's his bread and butter. He's not throwing the ball. I mean, he tries to throw the ball downfield. He's going to have sure. Josh Gordon for that. But Landry's going to be a guy that's going to be able to step in and be that veteran, strong receiver that Tyrod kind of had sure. uh, in the past. I mean, in Sammy Watkins, I mean, it was second, third year in the league. He was still a strong option, and yeah, I think you're going to get absolutely. some of that from Landry. Now, I, I like Landry. I do like him as a player. Um, I'm just a little concerned that it's a big overplay because he's kind of a one-trick pony. At least he has been in the NFL so far. I mean, he's an underneath receiver. He's a slot guy, and he hasn't really played outside. If he can play outside and, you know, do it well, if he can be like a, you know, maybe not quite to the same level, but like an Odell Beckham type player, mm-hmm. I think that could be great. Um, I just don't know if... If that's going to be really the type of player that he is, and if that's going to be the player they're going to use him as, if it's more of the same, he's you know he got eight yards of reception last year, pretty much. Yeah, that's a lot of money for a guy who can you know not even get a first down with his most of his catches. I mean, to be fair, he gets a lot of catches right right near the line of scrimmage, yeah. and he he's a playmaker. I mean, he's a guy that is got higher up in the league every single year, probably top ten in receptions. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. A, he's he's a guy that gets the ball a lot, and he's he's consistent. You know, he's not dropping the ball very much. Now, um, to say on receiver topics, uh, one move I really liked was uh, Allen Robinson to the Chicago Bears. I think you give Trubisky a legit number one guy, mm-hmm. um, coming off an ACL, obviously, but mm-hmm. it w- they didn't pay him nearly as much as um, Landry went for or that the Chiefs gave Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I-, I like that move a lot, and I think you're uh, the the Bears actually gave uh, they also got Trey Burden from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a big sample size with him. He's kind of a, sleeper, a situational though. player. Yeah, um, very athletic, but uh, he could be interesting. And also Taylor Gabriel, who played pretty well mm-hmm. for the Falcons during their Super Bowl run. Yeah, uh, I mean the only thing that concerns me though, like you said, is Robinson's coming off an ACL tear. You that's know, a big. That's, that's a, big, a big deal. And it seems like the Bears, the past few receivers they've had, have not either. They've they've either fallen off while they were there, or they've been injured. Like you know, you had uh, White come in a couple of years ago from oh, West that's Virginia. A he hasn't. He's barely played at all, and then you lose Elshon Jeffrey to the Eagles last year, and now you're going to add a guy that's going to be paid a lot of money, but, I mean, he missed all of last year, and he was sort of on the on the downturn before that. You know, they were getting the ball to Hearns a lot more. Marquis yeah, a little bit. But and he's only two years removed of getting, like, 1,400 yards. Very true. But, I mean, it would have been interesting to see what he could have done with Blake last Bortles year. this past year. It really would have, because we would have had a better gauge on... Bortles had a better year he, than yeah. he's had. I would yeah. say probably. He's oh yeah, it's definitely had a, a great year. I, it, you just wonder if it would have been better if Allen Robinson was there too. You know? Oh, I'm sure it would. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's an interesting move. Um, you got any other ones you want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. Um, I'll give a quick rapid fire of some other moves I liked. I like Jarek McKinnon to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good player. He had a good year last year, mm-hmm. and I think with Jimmy Garoppolo, he gives him a little bit more of a three-dimensional player than yeah. uh, like Carlos Hyde would have last year. Absolutely. Um, let's see, anything else? I kind of liked what the Titans did with bringing in Deion Lewis and Malcolm Butler from the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, you could you, you saw those moves come in, come in uh, pretty quickly, though, when, when they got Vrabel to be their coach. Yeah, you kinda, makes sense. You kind of assumed a bunch of guys from that predominantly defense would come over there, and you got Butler. Um, but, I mean, Deion Lewis is... He's, we'll see how he does outside of, like, the... The Patriot system. Yeah, most guys. Most guys that go into that Patriot system are guys that they're used to. I mean, 
they do well because they're in the red zone quite often and mm-hmm. they're they're at the goal line. So you see their stat line, and you're like, wow, they had eight touchdowns last year. And then you realize the year or two years before that when they were on, you know, on their a team that you know they don't have a committee of running backs, they don't do as well. You see, I mean, Burkhead goes from Cincinnati where he was really not doing much. He was kind of a prospect yeah. there almost. He was like primed to get some more action, but they lost him. And then he goes to New England, and he's you know he's a good he's a good running back. Yeah. Um, also, like it's kind of a weird move too with Deion Lewis in a way because they have Derrick Henry, who yeah I I kind of think is going to be a very good running back um, mm-hmm. just based on what I saw last year. But you know he was kind of splitting carries with Demarco Murray, so I don't know if it's going to be another one of those situations. Do they not really think that highly of Derrick Henry? I think they should because when he gets the chance, he's a he's been a good player. Yeah, I think. You know, Derrick Henry, I'm still not sure on because he. You've seen the flashes of what he did at Alabama, but you haven't seen the consistency mm. as much. You know, he hasn't had that full shot to, to you know, do what he wants to do. And now he's gonna because you know Murray isn't there anymore, so he's really gonna be carrying the bulk of the carry. He's gonna have the bulk of the carries. It'll be interesting to see if he can actually progress or if he's just gonna be, um, you know, another one of those guys that fizzles mm. out. I mean, it's tough with Alabama running backs too. Yeah, they're very you never hard. really know like what you're gonna get with mm-hmm. them. I think Mark Ingram has been the best one. Yeah, but then you you know you have your Trent Richardson's who was amazing in college, mm-hmm. but when he got the NFL injuries and bad situations, kind of got the best mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it's it's really interesting about Ingram too because he he was doing he was doing okay in New Orleans. He was doing fine, but he wasn't like you know he wasn't turning the heads like he did last year. Where well last they, year Alvin Kamara I think helped out with that. Oh, too. absolutely. Yeah, they were they were turning on all cylinders when they had both those guys. Playing very well, Kamara comes in as a rookie. You know, Kamara actually also used to play at Alabama too. Yeah, and then he transferred yeah, out transferred. to Tennessee. But um, yeah, there's a, it'll be interesting to see to see if Ingram can keep up with that pace. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. Um, some bad moves we got. Um, you you brought this up before the podcast. I I kind of agree. The Jordy Nelson move. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're getting kind of an older player with your Oakland. And I agree. They brought yeah. in some old guys. They brought in Doug Martin too. Which yeah. Doug Martin, you know, he's had maybe one or two good seasons mm-hmm. and has been pretty bad for the rest of his career and had an injury and off field issues. So I don't yeah. like that move too much. You look at it's really interesting to see the Oakland GM uh, was Reggie McKenzie. Yeah. Um, what was it? Two years ago, he won the GM of the year, and now you mm-hmm. see the type of moves they're making. You kind of question why. Do you think it's more that? Gruden or is it more McKenzie? I, I feel like this is a little bit more Gruden. I think they're working hand in hand. I think they both have mm-hmm. the same vision. So I think both like both moves would be maybe they wouldn't be happening because Gruden wasn't there to kind of like force that. But yeah. I think that. He, I think McKenzie and him are on the same page where they're both looking. And that's Hopefully, why that relationship like a, a came to be. Team. You know? Yeah. I uh, think... They could be better, I feel yeah. like, though. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Gruden does in general, too. I'm not, I'm not too high on him having a good year this year. It's really... I might, I'd be a little surprised if they yeah. do better than, like, 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. The, the, that defense is still just such a work in progress. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you got Cleo Mack, who's one of the top... Maybe top five best mm. players in the NFL right now, and beyond that though, the defense is kind of a a black hole. Yeah, really, every team in that division is almost a question mark. If you think oh, about 100%. it, oh, hundred percent. Broncos. I think the Chiefs are probably sure. the best team. Chiefs are probably the best. But you don't Chiefs, know what you're with Mahomes. The Chiefs or the Chargers are probably the most the well put together teams in that. Division. Ooh, I actually I do like Chargers, the Chargers are good, better. but they still have yet to put it together fully. Yeah. Chiefs are good, but they now have a lot new pe- a lot uh, newer pieces. You know, mm. you, you leave. Uh, Smith leaves and Mahomes comes in. 
and you have a new wide receiver in Sammy Watkins, too. Like, they have a good team on paper. They're kind of like the Rams yeah. of the AFC. They have a very good team on paper, but you're not sure if it's going to come all together. I do think that defense is a little questionable right now because yeah. I don't know if Justin Houston's been really the is the force he was early in his career. I, I haven't... I don't know. I don't watch the Chiefs week in week out. I don't actually know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like I feel like their defense has always been one of those defenses that might not necessarily be one of the mm-hmm. top defenses, but they always get turnovers. And a huge. But part they lost a guy who gets a lot of those turnovers with Marcus Peters. So I, yeah. don't, I don't know how they'll do it this year. And uh, I mean, the interesting part about that defense too is they lose two guys on their main front. You know, they lost. They also lost Tom Bahali. They yep. also lost Dontari Poe to the Panthers. So oh, well, Poe was with the Falcons last year anyway. Oh yeah, well, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Two, two guys. I mean, he was, two, a, he was a big yeah. guy on that defense. So they're losing. They're losing a lot of guys on their defensive front, and their defense has kind of taken some hits lately. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if their defense and really the, like both both of them look they like they could be okay on paper, the offense and the defense of the Chiefs. But really, you got you got to it relies a lot on if Mahomes can put it together in his first year. Oh yeah, you know, it's really I, I do like Mahomes. season. I do like Mahomes. I think he could be pretty decent. Um, any other moves you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm good. All right. There, there's a couple other bigger, bigger ones like Richard Sherman and Jimmy Graham, but I, I think I feel like everything's been said about those moves. Yeah. I, I think Sherman's a good player. Well, so. Graham was a guy that I think could be um, potential, uh, like a good fit this year. You know, you have an mm. offense with with Rodgers where he does. He's the like best tight end that he's had. By he, far. he, I mean, Martellus Bennett was okay when he was there, but. You still you haven't had that strong tight end there in a while, yeah. and it'll be interesting, especially such a big target for Rodgers. And you lose Jordy Nelson. I think they're going to rely more heavily on that tight end position because Devonte Adams it's still yet to be seen if he's going to step it up. I mean, he's a good player, but we don't see it consistently. Yeah, like he's had stretches where he's been very, very good, but he's also had stretches where he doesn't do anything. So yeah. I mean, they need him to be more consistent, and you know, Randall Cobb isn't the same guy he was. No, he's absolutely not the same guy. You, you're left with him, and you're left with Geronimo Allison, and then you have what a name! I know, right? That's one of my favorite names. <laughs> you were waiting just to say Geronimo Allison at some point on this podcast. You know, when someone told me that was his name, I actually thought they were joking, and I was like, oh yeah, all right, whatever. And then I looked it up, and I was like, that's his legitimate name. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> All right, so let's see. So I don't think there's any other moves I want to talk about, really. We we kind of touched on the Sammy Watkins. But I don't mm-hmm. think either of us like the contract. I like the players, not the yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a talented player, but that's a big contract for a guy like him. Uh, new players for flourishing. I think we kind of covered that with what we just talked about, anyway. Yeah. Um, one. I think one more though. I'd like to touch on is sure. is McKinnon. You touch on him a little bit. He really. Mm. I think it's kind of an. Underrated signing. I mean, they did pay a, a lot bad of bad contract either for him. Not a bad it's contract. Not a not a great contract, but you still you added a nice piece to the offense. Carlos yeah. Hyde was good, but he wasn't really. They're almost starting to lean over to to Matt Breida in the backfield and started going to him almost. They they did do it a little bit, but um, I, I think it's a good signing because you help that younger quarterback. Yeah. Have a nice check down and have a nice guy that's going to be able to get you some yards. McKinnon on the can do that too. Like he's a good receiving back. He's been inconsistent in the past, but he hasn't really had that full chance since you know when AP wasn't in. Yeah, and they had to rely on him. They had to rely on Matt Asiata in Minnesota. Too. Then last year they had you know Dalvin Cook ahead of him. Yeah. They had Latavius Murray ahead of him. And then McKinnon you know kind of separated himself from that. He a did. Little bit. He had some. Good, he had some very good games last year. I think he had if a he can huge be a game against back, the, Brown, you know, or the Bears. He could probably do something pretty. Pretty good this year, yeah. I think, if he can be the future totally. guy. 
Alright, so... Bill stuff then, huh? Yeah, sure. Alright, so... Got a list of pretty much all the major Bill's moves. We won't go down... I don't really want to do all of them, just because yeah. some guys, you know, might not even make the actual team. Yeah. Um, the first move the Bills made was signing Chris Ivory. Uh, do you want to give it a... Do you want to do grades? Yeah, I'd give that grade, honestly, a D. Or, or C- minus because... It's a you're getting that depth, but you're not getting a guy that I mean he has a lot of he has a lot of miles on those tires. Yeah, he's, he's been around the league. He's taken some hits. He's missed some time with concussions in the past, and I just worry about that when you have such a deep running back draft. Yeah. You have a lot of guys out there that you can use. You can spend a fourth, fifth round pick you've seen in the past to work out. Yeah, I mean and last year Kamara, yep, Hunt, Kareem Hunt. You had a, you had a lot of guys last year that ended up panning out and. I he's, think you know, he's what around thirty. Yeah, he's around. Yeah, he's. I think he just passed thirty, which is kind of you know the falling off point for. I'll give him a, a C minus because I do like his style of running, how it compares mm-hmm. to Lashawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's an older running back, and he's not a very good running back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a couple of good seasons here and there, but he's never consistently been a good running back. Mm-hmm. You know, he's bounced around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Chris Ivory, okay signing, but. I would have preferred if they went after a running back in the draft, which yeah. I still think they will. I still think they will too, but I'd rather have you know them draft a running back than have to release Chris Ivory week four or something. You know? Oh, Where sure. Yeah. You know they're I, spending I money he, on him. Chris Ivory will stay on the team. Yeah. He'll be on the team. Um, yeah. He's a better version of Tolbert. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a lean Mike Tolbert. <laughs> Just like Saquon Barkley is a thick LaShawn McCoy. That's, yeah. that's the comparison that was, I saw on Twitter the other day. That, was, that was a great, great comparison, too, with two Cs, too. Two Cs, the best type. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one I got down here is Raphael Bush, who okay. has been the third safety the last couple of years for the Saints, who use mm-hmm. a lot of three safety sets, yeah. and has been a pretty good third safety. Yeah. Um, I think he'll play the same role with the Bills, and mm-hmm. I think it was a pretty modest deal from what I remember. I'd give it a B. Yeah, I'd, I'd give that a... A B plus because he's also a guy that's really good special team. Oh, that's a good point too. as well. You have, I mean, he when his in his initial uh, opening, um, the call when he when he got signed, people were asking him about you know what what he's learned in his career, and he was talking about through Jordan Poyer and him have such a good almost understanding of each other because they both were guys that have had to earn their spots through special yeah. teams, so they understand the importance of it. And it's such a small part of the game. Michael Hyde even, too. Yeah, Mike, yeah even Michael Hyde, returning punts. But I think he, you're getting a guy that's a good all-around player, that's a good player that understands the game. Veteran as so, well. So, yeah, exactly, a veteran, and you add better depth than you had last year. Would you have Colt Anderson at one point? You had yeah. Shamarco Thomas floating around there. But you didn't really have any guys that were... Raphael Bush has been pretty good for the Saints. Yeah, he, he totally has. I think, I, yeah, I give that a B plus. Alright, so the next one I have is Star Latuli, which was probably the the highest profile signing that the Bills did this yeah. year. Um, I think Star Latuli is a, a decent player, mm-hmm. um, but he's very, very one dimensional. He's a yeah. he's a run stuffing defensive tackle. He totally. doesn't doesn't pressure the pocket. Mm-hmm. Isn't particularly uh, fast. He's he's very very strong. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's. A- um, I would say it's a. a a C because mm-hmm. that contract is ten million a year. Yeah, for a one-dimensional player, I don't like that. I, but he is a he is good at he does what he does. I think. Yeah, I think that I, I would give it a B minus, maybe C plus mm-hmm. around there. Um, he's he's he fills a need, which is huge. 
But yeah, you, you are paying a lot of money for this guy. And and it is a somewhat longer contract for a guy that he's not super young. Yeah. So you did give him a big contract for a long term. I mean, that might have been what you needed to get him in there. So maybe you go ahead and do that. But what I like about him, though, is is that ability to stop the run. He's going to eat up blocks. He's going to be a guy that's going to take up two men, and, and your middle mm-hmm. linebacker is going to come in there and make the tackle for a stop. It helps out Kyle Williams, too. Oh, absolutely. It helps it takes out Kyle a lot Williams. of pressure kind on him. Totally, because last year Kyle Williams was pretty pretty much the only strong defensive lineman the team had. They weren't. Yeah. Cedric Thornton wasn't doing anything. Adolphus Washington was, Washington was irrelevant almost last year. Are you talking just defensive tackles? Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, and they were. And you know Darius was Darius was gone games, you know, yeah. halfway through. Yeah, essentially. So, yeah, and it's not that Darius wasn't good. It's that they. His attitude and all that. He needed a change a of scenery, problem. too, which yeah. is a big issue. I think that it'll help him now in Jacksonville. Um, but, yeah, I I like the signing, but, yeah, definitely a little too much. I give that a, yeah. a, B, a B minus. You know, I mean, with the way the NFL cap is going, though, mm-hmm. you can maybe afford to pay a decent player that type of money at this yeah. point. Because, I mean, Kirk Cousins got $30 million and he's, you know, uh, maybe a top 15 quarterback. Yeah. And that's it's that's, that's like rough. 12th, I think thirteenth, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of money. And you know, Starletuli, who's maybe a top twenty defense, top mm-hmm. twenty five defensive tackle. Yeah, he's not super high up on that list. Um, just because stats, you know, yeah. he's not he's not a guy that's he won't he won't sacks. put up stats. He's not, yeah, he's not going to do that. He's going to be a guy that, and which I'm glad a lot of Bills fans are understanding. He's he's going to be a guy that's going to take up blocks. He's going to yeah. maybe push through the backfield a little a little, a little bit and. You know, disrupt the run play, but he's not going to be a guy that's you're going to see on the screen getting sacks every single game. Yeah, which I'm fine with. That. You know, and McDermott knows him. Mm-hmm. I think he'll he'll be okay. Yeah, he'll thrive. All right. So then the next one I have is AJ McCarron. Um, I'll give that a B. I don't think that AJ McCarron is going to be a great quarterback by any means. I don't think he's a viable option as your starting quarterback for the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to draft a quarterback this year. And have start AJ McCarron this year. Mm. I don't think he's going to necessarily lose you a game. I don't think he's going to win you a game either necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're getting is a low end starter quarterback for a really good price because mm-hmm. you're not you're not paying twenty million for Sam Bradford, who, for all we know, might not be that much better than AJ McCarron or yeah. better than AJ McCarron you, at all. You got to wonder about injuries with Bradford too. And sure, there was a one year deal with him, but. To get AJ McCarron at five million a year, just to be the guy to ease in your rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. I think that's a good deal. So I'll, I'll give it a B. Um, I give, I'd even give that McCarron signing a B also, um, because it really th- that signing is to sustain the team until you have that rookie quarterback in there. Really, whether it's week four, week one, even, or or maybe not even until week sixteen. Yeah. You want. You want a guy that's going to be able to sustain an offense and that has some level of experience. Yeah. They're, they're a bridge quarterback. You know, you don't really want them to be that. <laughs> you don't really, if they're great, wonderful. Yeah. If they're not, whatever. You know, you're spending five mil a year on a guy that's yeah. just going to really take snaps for, I mean, if, they, if everything goes to plans, hopefully take snaps for, say, six weeks and then you have a rookie come in there. So that's what it's I would not like. a huge. Deal, I, I yeah, I think I think that the amount that they got him for was a good deal because I was worried 
when you know free agency hit that he was going to be going for 10 12 mil a year just because the market I mean, look at what mike lennon got last year and, exactly and that, he got cut by the bears yeah, exactly. Got a humongous contract, got cut. That's so not, I, I would definitely take AJ McCarron over Mike Lennon for that That's how price. not to build a bridge quarterback. Yeah. Is sign him for a huge deal and then cut him after one year. Yeah, and then did he even start more than a game for the for the Bears? I think he started three games. I think it was two or three games. And you know, and they then, trade up for Trubisky, and we don't know if he's good either. That, that could be bad for them if, yeah, if this doesn't work out. Especially when, you know, the story comes out about them trading up that they were essentially betting against themselves. They where, trade up one pick. Yeah, they trade up one pick, and the 49ers weren't even going to take Trubisky. They wanted Solomon Thomas either way. Exactly. Which is insane. Um, wow. There was a little poker game going on there. All right, the next move I have is Trent Murphy. Um, coming over from the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Uh, really his first time playing in a 4-3 defense. Um, but he's essentially going to be doing the same thing, he, what he did. He's going to rush the passer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done it at a, a decent but not really a spectacular level. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they also had guys like uh, Ryan Kerrigan and maybe even a Rapco for a year or so yeah. before ahead of him. Um, I'd, I'd say it's a B. Um, okay contract, okay player. Hmm. Doesn't really move the needle a whole lot for me, but, you know, he might be able to get some more pass rushing that... You know, Shaq Lawson maybe didn't provide last year, or Jerry Hughes didn't provide last year. Yeah. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna give the Murphy signing an A-, minus hmm. because last year the Bills were, I believe they were 29th or 30th in the league in sacks. They were one of the... They need to do something. They were one of the lowest, lowest standing teams in the sack category. And you go out and you add a guy like Murphy, he, he missed all of last year with a, I think it was a torn ACL, and which happens essentially to every defensive end now. And... You you have that happen, and then he comes back and he and he has to go to another team. He has to prove himself all over again. Yeah, which is the type, honestly, the type of character, type of motivated player that McDermott really wants. He wants a guy that's going to come in there. That's, you know, you might have just paid him millions of dollars, but he feels like he's fighting for a job. So he feels yeah. like he's fighting to prove himself. So you have a guy that you sign there for, I mean, a decent deal. And I mean, the last we saw of him, he had what. He had nine sacks in 2016 and three forced fumbles. So you have a guy we'll that's that. going to disrupt. Exactly. And you're going to have that guy over Lawson. And it'll be it'll be interesting to see how I think him and Hughes paired up on each end will be a very good, much more improved defensive front for both. Yeah. I think at the low end, you're getting a, a good rotational pass rusher. At the high end, you're getting a, a solid start. Yeah. So, you know, for $8 million a year, you you can afford to do that, I think. Um, what does it say for Shaq Lawson, though? Is he kind of a lost cause, or what do you think he's going to do this year? I don't think I don't think Shaq is a lost cause. Excuse me, a lost cause. I think that he's still. Again, you have a guy that's going to want to prove it. You have a guy yeah. that's missed. He missed a lot of his first year with injury. a lot of his second year too. A lot of his second year with injury. He got put on the IR at the end of last year. I think I don't think he's a lost cause. I think mm-hmm. that you still have. You still have a very, very talented defensive end. Whether I think he needs to find his his niche. I think so too, and I think maybe it is being a rotational player. Maybe it's not being that guy that's a stud on defensive end. I mean, he had yeah. double digit sacks when he was at Clemson, but I mean, is he going to be that player in the NFL? You never know. And I think I think what he could be a good his rotation. His strengths guy. are is that he's a very strong player. Mm-hmm. He's got good size and he's powerful. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it takes some of those guys a couple years to figure it out, though, because, you know, he doesn't have the blazing speed to get past you. 
Yeah. And, you know, he might not have the refined pass rush moves yet. Mm-hmm. It takes a couple years, I think. Um, and hopefully this year he can, you know, get into a, a little bit of a healthier season and more of a, I don't know, more of a steady role. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping. I think with him, too, um, oh, I just lost my thought. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. All right. My next move I have is Russell Bodine um, coming over from the Bengals. Uh Based on need, we needed a center or an interior lineman. Based yeah. on player, I hear from, from a, I hear from NFL Reddit that the Bengals fans hate this guy and they mm-hmm. think he's one of the worst offensive linemen, mm-hmm. offensive, ugh, offensive linemen in the league. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I I think it's an okay move. We'll give it a a, a D plus. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd give it around a, a D a D plus. He's going to come in and compete with Ryan Groy. That's yeah. what's going to happen with him. And yeah. I think Ryan Groy might win out. Or, or, if, or if you draft a center in the draft, maybe. That could be a possibility, too. Joe. That's a big possibility. I think they mostly got him for depth. I don't think they got him, really. They wanted, they wanted a veteran, obviously. If they needed mm-hmm. to have a center that's going to have to start this year, say they don't, things don't go well in the draft, they don't get a, they don't get a, good, um, a good center like they wanted, and they're, de- they're dealt with you know, Ryan Groy maybe being left tack- or left guard, and and Bodine playing center, it's not the worst situation. Yeah, I, I did see a lot of that too. Like Joe Goodberry from he used to run the Bengals wire site. Now writing for the Athletic, he was saying that he was elated that the Bengals got rid of Bodine. <laughs> and I've seen that too, where a lot of the fans they did not like him there. They didn't think he was a good um, a good uh, rush blocker. He could not get downfield very well, and a lot mm. of times too, there was even an embarrassing video of him where. Uh, it was an Andy Dalton interception. Bodine was, you know, in the secondary essentially trying to block. He didn't realize it was a pass play, and he oh, caused an, he caused an interception. So he doesn't yikes. seem like a very intelligent guy. Um, <laughs> Great, we never know. But um, you know, yeah. it's a it's a new situation though. You never know what you can do. Yeah, I, I think it was mostly a depth move, a depth move, and then you hope to get a guy in the draft. To be fair, the Bengals have not done a good job of identifying who is good. On their offensive line and who is bad on their offensive line. Mm-hmm. They let Whitworth walk, and he's been a pretty much an all pro level left tackle his entire mm-hmm. career. They let him just walk. Yeah, that was a little strange. Last a, lot, year. a lot of guys they did that. I think Zietler did he go to the Browns? Yeah, yeah. He was a he's a pretty solid lineman. Um, we'll see how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other move that the Bills just recently made that I thought was an okay move, uh, Jeremy Curley. Yeah, Jeremy I'd say Curley. it's a B. You know what he can do. Um, he's a good slot guy. Um, I kind of think that Zay Jones should ideally be our our slot guy, mm-hmm. and I think Zay Jones can maybe do a little bit more in terms of you know his size, his speed, mm-hmm. stuff like that with the ball. But I think Jeremy Curley gives you a more maybe a little bit more dependable guy at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I give I give that that signing a B minus, and because you still have some guys out there that could have been. I mean, obviously, Des is gonna look for a lot of money, but you have Eric Decker's a random signing you could have had. You could still Jeremy Macklin there in the sweepstakes for last mm. year. He's still a free agent. No one signed him. Um, out of those guys, who would you want? Out of those three? Yeah. Des? <laughs> I, yeah, me too. Des. I mean, that Des, no doubt. Um, but Jeremy Curley, he's essentially just a replacement for Deontay Thompson. Um, he's a guy that's... Yeah. Ca- <laughs> they need some speed, though. They wanted a, he's not replacing Deontay Thompson. No, he's, speed, not re- yeah. he's not replacing just his, his speed. Body. Just his, Yeah, his body. He's replacing his... Um, 
I wasn't saying he was re- replacing the same type of player. He's yeah, just sure. the guy that's going to be a solid veteran target, essentially. Yeah. And he might he might return some punts. He might do some things. But I, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of the signing. Like, he the might whole not thing make last the team. Year, we, we don't know that. At this yeah, point. He, might, he might not make the team. They might. I mean, I'd, I'd prefer Zay over him, um, even yeah. though Zay had a bad drop percentage last year. But still learning. That's something you can work on. Exactly. Um, that's something you just get the jugs gun out and practice. But yeah, overall, I yeah, B minus honestly for that. I don't. I don't think he is. I think he could eventually be replaced by a rookie. Come you know preseason. Yeah, pre-season. absolutely. Um, all right. So I think that pretty much did it with the Bills moves over this offseason. Before we get into the draft stuff, we just talked about Daz. I think we need to talk about Dallas a little bit more. Kind of a surprising move. Yeah. Um, I think Des Bryant is still a talented player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the same player as he was. I At one point, I thought Des might have been a top two or three receiver in the mm-hmm. NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after some of the injury problems and stuff like that the last couple of years that, you know, he's not really a number one even option anymore. He's a he's a great number two. Mm-hmm. You can you, if, you, if the Bills sign him today, I wouldn't be mad. Mm-hmm. But I think what he does is very similar to what Kelvin Benjamin does. He's a big physical receiver. Yeah. Kelvin Benjamin is obviously way bigger and maybe a little bit slower. But uh, Dez does that and maybe even a better level. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you brought him in, I think he would probably be our top receiver. But I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd, he's, I'd say he'd definitely be the top receiver. I think he is going to be expensive, but the longer the longer people wait, I think the the lower that price is going to come down. That's true. You know, if you can get him for five, six, seven million a year, mm-hmm. that would be perfect. I think. I mean, that'd be unreal to get that, but if you could get that, that'd be insane. Um, and you know, he's going to want to prove it too. Oh, absolutely. He's going to be a guy. He's going to be a guy that's looking for a team with Dallas on the schedule. I mean, yeah. I initially thought he was going to be looking for an NFC East team, but apparently none of the NFC East teams have even reached out to him or even. It wouldn't really make sense for a lot of those teams to do that because the Giants, yeah. you know, they have OBJ. They got well, they have OBJ for now. Who yeah. knows what will go on? Well, with the that. most they have the, Sterling Shepard. The most possible one I thought though would be Washington. You know, Washington. Just they signed lost. Paul Richardson, right? They signed Richardson, but they also imagine if they had Paul Richardson and Des Bryant. They, they still have Jameson Crowder too. Yeah, that would be a good trio. It would be an interesting. That would make trio. the most sense. And you lost Terrell Pryor. I think they're just worried about risking all that money on a guy that they just risked a lot of money on last year too. Yeah, but it wasn't necessarily a huge deal, but they did it with Pryor and they lost uh Pierre Garçon. Is Dan Snyder finally realizing that maybe sometimes getting the big money, big name guy is not the best option? I'd I'd hope he'd realize this after the, you know, the 20th, the umpteenth, really the umpteenth mistake over he's and done. over. Over and over, over again. He pays over. he pays guys too much money and they don't <laughs> They're guys that have already peaked or, or maybe just flourished in one system. He's going to try and force a square peg into a round hole. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think he'd probably make the most sense on the Redskins if he's going to go to the NFC. Yeah. Um, one thing with Des, too, is I think that, honestly, he might have peaked already. He might oh, have, he's already peaked, I think. 100%. I, I mean, this is going to be, what, his his ninth season, which is kind of crazy to think that, about that. Um, he has been helped the last two. His catch percentage has been horrible. Since that, you know, he had a huge season in 2014 with, you know, career high, um, 16 touchdowns. Wow. After that, his his catch percentage, just after that year, it went down 20%. Wow. It went from 64 to 43, and then it went to 52 two years in a row. 
I mean, now, granted, it, he wasn't all the time going with Tony Romo. Yeah, he was that, going that'd be my guess. Kellen Moore. He was going with Brandon Whedon last year and the year before. Dak isn't the most accurate passer, but it's still Des Bryant. You just throw the ball up, he's going to make a play a lot of times. Yeah. So you got to wonder if it's more on him or if it's more on that offense. Well, I think there's two kind of problems here. I think he doesn't have the same separation he used to be able to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think athletically he's quite where he used to be. Mm-hmm. Um I also kind of think that I've heard this. I don't know who knows if this is true, but that he actually doesn't know how to like. He doesn't know how to play football. I believe that. I would. I mean, a lot of guys. I heard somewhere that he never learned how to run a route. Yeah. So that that's that's concerning. If once your like physical stuff like fades, you you think the technique and the experience would help you out, but with Des, maybe that's not there. You know, I don't know how true that is. I I mean, that's yeah, that might Um, not be. 100% 100% but, accurate. You know? I mean, there aren't a lot of guys that go out there and just know one thing. You know, there's there's guys that are just run deep outs the whole time. They're they're only a Des, slant guy. Slant, fade. Yeah. Downfield. He doesn't really do much else than that. And when yeah. you do see him, he's draped in coverage most of the time. He can't get separation very often. You saw, I mean, twice last year, I think Darby was on him really well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Darby's going to win the athletic battle 100%. Yeah. At this point. You have a guy that's so used to getting what he wants almost within the red zone, just getting that jump ball, that he doesn't really know how to do anything else that well. He's he's a, he's a very talented receiver. He just yeah. got to find the right fit if he wants to continue or get back to where he was. I don't know if it's the Bills. I don't think it is the Bills. I think that will be, for him, I think that will be a waste of time and, and honestly it would be a disservice for him because he'd be going somewhere where he's having A.J. McCarron be his number mm. one or his his quarterback probably week one, and then it's not so okay. Say say it's not AJ McCarron and it's a rookie. That's not a, still you don't really yeah. want to be with a rookie. That'd be like him doing charity. You know. Although He's, at this point though, Dez hasn't had a, hasn't signed a deal with anyone, mm-hmm. and I think I've heard the Bills and Ravens. I think the, the Ravens two, are, the are two likely. teams that are interested. Um, the Ravens don't have a much better quarterback situation, though. No, they, I mean they definitely. Have, I think they have a, a way better quarterback situation. You have Joe Flacco. Can, he's proven that he can take you on long stretches of wins, where he's able to get into the playoffs and win a Super Bowl. Granted, it was against the 49ers, who might not have been the best opponent in mm. that game. They were good that year, but I mean, uh, you're not playing the <laughs> obviously different conference, but you're not playing the New England Patriots defense. Yeah, that's true. But um, <laughs> or, you know when they were in the prime. <laughs> But I think I don't know. I think I think he ends up with the Ravens because they really do have a, a poor wide receiver group. Yeah, I mean they, 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 they got had Crabtree. Crabtree. Yeah, I mean who who was the guy they had? They brought in from Washington, Ryan Grant. Yeah, no, Ryan Grant. The they come in there. Yeah, they got. Oh, they Crabtree got, got released. <laughs> they they got very lucky in that situation. They were gonna have a guy that was. You think they consider that with Dez released? Like, oh, Crabtree. Yeah, you didn't pass that physical. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's really what's really interesting, and it, I mean, I'm sure it makes it feel makes Bills fans feel good, is that Macklin when he went there just did <laughs> really didn't Nothing, do much, yeah. and the Bills Bills fans were all upset about Macklin not signing with the Bills. Bills actually weren't even one of the final teams he was de- deciding between. He was only I think deciding we, between we actually kind of out there the Eagles and the Ravens. Yeah, and and everyone was thinking, oh, he's going to go to Buffalo. They weren't even a third option really. So, all right. Um, getting the draft stuff then, right? Sure. All right. So, do you want to talk about quarterbacks or other positions first? Uh, we can talk about quarterbacks first. Quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah. I made a top five for the quarterbacks. Okay. 
Um, and I've ranked them on different things. I've ranked them on production, playmaking ability, so when everything starts to break down and they need to just make a play, mm-hmm. if they can do it or not. Decision making, mm-hmm. arm strength, accuracy, mobility, and intangibles. No hand size? No. <laughs> no, I don't care about hand size. No, no one should. <laughs> it's a stupid thing. DJ so, Manuel, he's got big hands. He'll be good in the cold weather. I'm going to give you my top five. <laughs> Number one for me is Rosen. Okay. I, I do like Josh Rosen. No. Uh, number two is Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Number three, this is going to be controversial, probably. Mm-hmm. I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. Number four, I have Baker Mayfield. Number five, I have Josh Allen. Okay. Do you want me to break down how I rank them all? Uh, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So based on production, I, I did plus minus plus slash minus mm-hmm. minus minus and plus plus. Okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. Just say good or bad. <laughs> so Ro- Rosen's production. Plus. Okay. Lamar's production, plus plus. <laughs> he won a Heisman. No, he, he's, a, he's a dual threat, too. He can yeah, score very productive. through there and on the ground. Uh, Baker, I also I would give him a plus plus as well. Uh, more based on last year than his entire college career, but he was very productive that mm-hmm. year. Um, I'm going to give Darnold a plus, and mm-hmm. where I think Josh Allen suffers is definitely in production. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a, let me just talk about Josh Allen, actually. Mm-hmm. I'll go down. We'll go from five to to one, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So I think Josh Allen has a really strong arm, a great arm. Mm-hmm. He's not accurate. He doesn't have the production that some of these other guys do, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just he's a complete question mark to me. I don't know if he's going to yeah. be a good quarterback at all. I I really don't think he is. I think he's a guy that he reminds me of Blake Bortles and Blaine Gabbert, guys like that. Mm-hmm. He's he's a mock draft person's wet dream. He's a guy that's gonna, oh my gosh, he's got such a cannon on his arm. If only he could put it together, he's gonna be good. He had one good year. I don't think he's gonna be good. I think he's a guy that if he was good, he would have been. Yeah, granted they're in a they're in a mid major conference, yeah. but I still think if he was good enough, he would have done something there. He he had one good year. It was kind of like a one year wonder, and then last year he got injured a little bit, I think, and he just wasn't yeah. good. He you know, just, his stats were horrible. A lot of people that will that when you say that type of stuff will say, "Well, look at Carson Wentz." But if you look at the production that Carson Wentz had in college, mm-hmm. and you look at the production that Josh Allen had in college, mm-hmm. much different. It's it's apples and bananas. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct Apple, list, apples and oranges. but it's different because yeah. um, Carson Wentz was very productive at his small school yeah. and won a an FCS national championship. Yeah, exactly. And Josh Allen was okay. Mm-hmm. Wyoming did okay, but you see I don't the, know. You see I don't the like performance. Him. He, I mean, I get it. I get the argument that he's a, he's he's got the you know he's the prototypical quarterback. He's he's, he's big tall, body, big arm, strong arm, can, can see over the line, all that. But I mean, he's that's all he is. He's the prototype. He's not the actual yeah. guy. He's a guy that's going to come in there. That's kind of probably in ten games if he plays ten games frustrates the hell out of you because you saw the way he played against actual good teams last year he played horrible I think yeah. when he played Oregon he had the stat line of like under under 100 yards I believe it was against him but you see when he plays a legitimate program he doesn't do very well and that's that's concerning it's if you really draft this guy in the top five top ten if say he had know. an average game, say he had two fifty, two touchdowns and one pick, you're okay with that against yeah. a stronger team. Yeah, that's probably going to happen most of the time. But you have a guy that goes in against a stronger team and he's doing horrible, and he's not—he's part of the reason you're losing. 
I don't think that's a guy that I want in on my roster in the NFL. I think that you're going to see him fall. I think you're, he's going to fall pretty far in the first. You round. think so? I think there's could, talks that the Browns really like him. There, there are talks that the Browns really like him, but I could be a smokescreen. Could I, be completely wrong. I don't buy the smokescreen thing. I think they are interested in him, but I think they're going to end up going with Darnold rather than rather than um, Allen. It's just. You you have a more complete quarterback with Darnold and Allen. Yeah, absolutely. He hasn't put it together fully. Um, so I have Baker as my fourth best quarterback. Okay. Um, I think with Baker Mayfield, you're getting a guy who he's a baller. Mm-hmm. He's super confident. Mm-hmm. Maybe cocky. Yeah. Maybe cocky. That's that's it's either confidence he's a or cocky. Cockiness. But that you know. But you kind of like that in a quarterback. You know, yeah. he's he'd be the perfect quarterback for the the Bills Mafia. They would love him. I think they would love him. Um. I'm concerned with him, though. I am. You know, I, I think I honestly have him at number three on my... If I had... Yeah. Uh, if I did... I, 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 I could flip flop between Lamar and Baker. I think Baker... He's the most accurate out of them all, too. He's very accurate. He's... he's. But at the same time, from what I've watched of his film, he's a guy where he's getting quick passes all the time. He's not getting a pass... It's an air raid offense. Exactly. It's an air raid offense. You're quick, 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 quick slants, quick, whatever. You're you're in a quick passing offense where you're taking one step and throwing it. It's I don't know how it's going to translate to the NFL. I think a fit for him could be Miami. I think Miami has been pretty high on him. They've been pretty interested in him from the beginning. They met where where they dinner. Um, I believe Miami is 11th, 11th, right in front of Buffalo. Okay. So I know today there was a little bit of a talk where Miami might be moving up to get the Colts spot um, at number six now. Okay, um, but I. I don't see that happening. I don't see Miami really begging for a guy that early. I think that would be a mistake for them. I think if they just wait back to 11, they're going to get a you know, top four guy. They're going to get one of the top could, four yeah. guys. Because most likely, there's going to be a third, fourth guy left on the board there. And one of these know, guys Buffalo's still, unless Buffalo moves up, I think they're still going to get a decent quarterback sure. at that spot if they want a quarterback. That's not saying they might just draft a running back. They might just draft another. I position. think there's going to be a lot of value for the teams that don't want a quarterback that are picking in like the six to ten range. Yeah, there's because a lot there's of, a lot oh of talented gosh, yeah. players and that aren't quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah. Um, one point I want to make about Baker Mayfield, while I do really like him, mm-hmm. um, he played in an air raid offense at Oklahoma. It's like a, it's kind of like a high school offense, pretty much. It really. Is. And if you look at guys that have played in the same offense mm-hmm. over the years. It's not good. No. Um, Tim Couch, mm-hmm. Brandon Whedon, mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel, yep. Kevin Cobb, Geno Smith, John Beck, good old John Beck, former yeah. Dolphins quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Nick Foles, he won a Super Bowl. But um, yeah. then we got guys that uh, I don't even know. Josh Hoople. I've heard of Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury went to Jared Texas, Lorenzen, Texas the 300 pound quarterback. Yeah. Um, Graham Harrell, another Texas Tech guy. Yeah. Case Keenum. Not, he might be the best one to come out of that. Yeah, not the best quarterbacks, but you know who else everyone is talking about as like, oh, this guy's a sleeper. This guy might be a guy the Patriots go for in the third round is Luke Falk. That guy, another guy in a air raid offense. Correct? He's an air raid offense. Yeah, he's the guy with Mike Leach out in uh, Washington State. Air raid mm-hmm. offense. They're a team that I was watching his film the other day. You see his stat line, and you're like, wow, that guy yeah. could throw the ball pretty well. Then you're watching it. It's he doesn't throw a ball downfield. He he hides his. Poor accuracy with quick passes. Yeah. I and mean, I think with Baker, mm-hmm. that I think he is very talented. Mm-hmm. I just think as an NFL player, 
Mm-hmm. He's gonna have a, to adjust a ton to mm-hmm. the NFL game because mm-hmm. he, he's not gonna be doing anything similar to what he did in college. Yeah, I'm 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 honestly worried about. Not, it's not to say that he won't be good. Mm-hmm. It's just to, that he's more of a project than people think. Yeah, he's he's a big project for whoever drafts him, and that's why I I, I do think Miami could slide in there randomly at number eleven mm-hmm. and take him. Because they still have time with Tannehill. They signed him to a big contract. A I think he's a top ago. six pick this year. I think some of the top six can so? take him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right, so Lamar Jackson. He's a controversial guy for sure. Yeah. Um, he's not a traditional quarterback. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes down to it, he can really, really make plays. And he's yeah. he's crazy athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still some accuracy issues with him. Same with, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of in the Josh Allen with accuracy. I think his accuracy is around like 54%, something like that. Uh, it was it was around yeah I think it's it was right it was right around Josh Allen which was yeah. at fifty seven yeah um, I think you know Lamar has a, a similar type of arm to him um, but what I think with Lamar is that he was really really productive in college and I think he can come in and be a really good leader right away yeah um, with the Josh Allen we don't really know what, what he has as in the terms of leadership just because you know he's at a small school he's not in really the spotlight until recently mm-hmm. I think Lamar Jackson has proven he's a pretty good leader. Yeah, you know, I, I like Lamar Jackson, but, you know, it is another, I think it's another project. It, it's yeah, another sure. guy where if you have a good situation, you have, you know, like Deshaun Watson last year, everyone points to. Um, yeah, I think they're similar players. That's great. But, um, yeah, I think they're very similar players. I actually did a, a piece, you know, about a month back on if if Lamar Jackson could be this year's Deshaun Watson. And there's definitely a possibility of it, but... It comes back to whether or not he can actually be a passing quarterback. Yeah, because you'd only do so much with your legs in the NFL. They're gonna start. They're gonna catch on to it. You know, you saw first couple of years Russell Wilson did a great lot with his legs, and then he had to learn how to pass, and he's passed the ball incredibly yeah. well. And that's someone that's panned out that way. But um, I think Jackson is gonna have to adapt. I think he's a very very talented quarterback, no sure. doubt. Um, but I think he's gonna have to adapt in the NFL, and he's gonna have to find something that works for him. And that's what the team the also needs some patience to you know work with them. Oh, absolutely, and that's why he he should end up on a team that already has an option, that already has a guy that's you know going to hold down the fort for a bit. And yeah. So Jackson can learn. That's why I kind of like him for the Bills. Yeah. You can get him at twelve, maybe. The I think thing, it, the I, thing with Lamar, you could really get him in the top ten. He could go top ten, mm-hmm. but he could also go like from the ten to thirty range. Yeah. We, he's a complete unknown. Because we don't really know what teams think of him right now. The, what's really hurt his campaign, essentially, this past year, too, is that he doesn't have an agent. He's been having his mom as an agent where... That's in, weird. In, the day, in this day and age, when you don't have an agent and you don't have a person pushing and, and having the contacts and the people to talk to so that you're getting good publicity and you're getting your name out there properly and no one's tarnishing it, I think... That, that, that was a huge mistake for him. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You know, he's letting his mom be his agent. I mean, Preston Brown does the same thing. Um, but you have you have it's it's one of the most important decisions of his of a team's time is getting a quarterback. And if you have all this, I mean, obviously the scouts and whatever are going to see through it. They're not going to see yeah all the hype or lack thereof of him. But I still think you need that faith because you have you still have to worry about a fan base and selling tickets and if you draft a guy like Lamar Jackson who doesn't have the publicity out there where people are raving about him he, people should be raving about him I think not. so too but um, it's it's interesting I, I think he's a very talented quarterback and I think anyone who's saying he should play wide receiver just 
clearly oh, that's so is, stupid. It, it's it just doesn't make sense. There's a reason Bill Polian is no longer an NFL GM. Exactly. There's a reason he's not. That's an old school idea. Oh, let's oh, yeah. make the guy play wide receiver. I mean, they wanted Tim Tebow to play tight end, and you know, obviously he wasn't that great of a quarterback in the NFL. He was okay for a year. Yeah. But tight end, that come on, like. There's a lot of technique that goes into learning a new position. Exactly. And the guy's been playing quarterback his whole life. Yeah. I, I he's, think he's been a pretty good quarterback yeah. in college. So. He won a Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was a finalist yeah. last year. So he's good. All right. Then we got the top two guys for me and probably most people, Rosen and Darnold. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're very similar. Mm-hmm. I, I slightly prefer Rosen because I think he's probably the best pure passing quarterback in okay. this draft. Um, Darnold struggles with the decision making sometimes uh, with interceptions and whatnot. And you know, with a young quarterback, that is going to happen. That is something that he can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do slightly prefer Rosen. Okay. Um, the main concern I've heard with Rosen is that he is smart and has interests outside of football, <laughs> which is the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. Yeah. Because you want your quarterback to be smart. Yeah. And if sure he has interests outside of football, what do you, do you want him to be a robot? Yeah, I don't know. He's, I don't think that's a concern. Very well-rounded person. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know if anyone read his article or his interview last week with ESPN. It's a good interview because you get to know him as a person. You know, is mm-hmm. he's a well-rounded person. Both parents are very different. He uh, grew up in a decently comfortable family. Yeah, but you know, he he's still a guy where he's. You like his curiosity in life and everything, too, because he's a guy that's willing to learn. He's a guy that's willing to explore, willing to be creative. His coach, uh, Jim Morris, said that he has to be coached all the time and uh, wants to be challenged. Yeah. Which, which to me, sounds like a good thing. Yeah. I think Jim Mora kind of meant it in almost a negative manner, a little bit. Maybe, but I think you take it as it is. I think yeah. that he, he meant it in a normal way. Um, yeah, but Rosen, I think... He, He's a guy that he wants to be a face of a franchise. He's a guy that's going to come in there, and he you will. He's going to be your guy selling tickets in two years because you yeah. have a franchise quarterback. I think he's very talented. The only thing that worries me is um, if you do get pressure on him, he does get a little flustered. You saw last year um, him against Washington; he got flustered pretty easily, and you know he he had a horrible game that game. It was like midway through the season. I think it was like week eight. He did horrible it's against Washington, and it's gonna happen. But I, I you also have Vita Vie and on their on their defensive front in Washington going at him every How long, play. You were, you were waiting um, fifty eight minutes to say the name Vita Vie. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I I I have Rosen as my number one guy because mm. I yeah everyone's gonna say well it's just a stupid like a curse on USC quarterbacks, but I still don't I don't trust a USC quarterback. You, the Pac-12 has great quarterbacks, and they have highly... Quarterbacks are going to pass a lot during the game in that conference. But uh, I, I still have Rosen above Darnold for me. I think... I don't know. I think they're 1A, 1B kind of, in a way. Um, I, yeah. don't, I think the Bills are more likely... We're feeling from a Bills standpoint. I think they're more likely to get Rosen than they are yeah. Darnold. I think Darnold makes sense as the number one pick to the Browns. And then whoever at four... Um, if you if you want to get into a little bit of more general draft stuff, I would be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in a perfect world, this is what I would like if I'm a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. You take Darnold at one. You hope that the next two picks are quarterbacks, and then you get Bradley Chubb at four. Because mm. you're getting uh, a really good pass rusher 
to go opposite of a generational talent with Miles Garrett. Because mm-hmm. Miles Garrett, I think, is going to be very, very good next year. He, he put up seven sacks last year, and he's an athletic freak, and I think he's only going to get better. And if you put Bradley Chubb on the other side, that's mm-hmm. a, a terrifying two guys coming at you. Oh, yeah. that's. <laughs> I mean, that's a defensive coordinator's dream there. <laughs> two early first round. Two, two, the top two draft uh, the defensive ends drafted at two yeah. straight years, that would be insane. That'd be like um, they wouldn't oh mind Saquon gosh. Barkley either. They wouldn't. I think the I think there's been some rumors lately about Barkley's agent saying he doesn't want to go to Cleveland. I think that's not true at all. I think he's gonna go wherever he wants to go. They're just trying to, you know, throw shade on him, maybe someone else's agent. I think are... Saquon Barkley's gonna be very good. Yeah. I don't know if there's value taking him in the top five though. Yeah. Because we said it earlier, you can get guys like Kareem Hunt or Elvin Kamara later, mm-hmm. and I th- he'll be very good. He's mm-hmm. you know he's huge. He ran a four forty. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Saquon Barkley. I don't know if there's value there though. I see. I see. I don't see Barkley falling past number two or three. I think. Well, that, did the Giants take him at two if he's there? I don't know. I think they do. I think they yeah. either take him or they take Chubb because they need a defensive end. You, you don't think they'll take a quarterback yet? I really don't know. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. I think they're mm-hmm. going to. You know, hope for a guy next year. Hope that they're able to maybe say say this year they trade back and they have capital for next year to go and get a guy in the first round. Do you think that's the spot where the Bills would trade up to? I think absolutely. I think that's a good working relationship between Bean and Gettleman now yeah. with the Giants. I think that's a huge plus. Obviously, you know, it still matters if that team wants to trade. They're not just going to do it yeah. because you know them. I mean, we don't, I think we don't know a, who they like. That's a big positive, though. But uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, they're not going to rule out any position, but I don't see the Giants taking a quarterback at number two. Obviously, the Jets you will want be the best possible chance. Yeah, I mean, the Jets will take a quarterback, hundred percent. But what if Saquon Barkley so falls to number three, though? You think they're going to take a running back? At three? I think there's a there. If you're the Jets with I, all those other holes, I think there Ooh. is a chance you do that because <laughs> Josh McCown is a bad. Would you want to pat? You want to pass on one of the most premier running back talents in a while? Getting drafted, that like falling into your lap, mm. essentially at number three. They wanted to move up to number He's three the to get, put the themselves in a good position. That doesn't mean if they need a quarterback or if they need a running back or if they need whatever. I think you get a guy like that at that position. That's a franchise altering player. You have a phenomenal running back that I mean. He's almost on a express train to the NFL to the the Pro Bowl right now. He's a good running back, and he's gonna he fits exactly what the NFL needs with. But is Alvin Kamara the same type of talent in the third round? He is. I think because they almost got they got pretty far in the playoffs last year. Yeah. No, I think he is. Uh, but I think that you know, That's, I mean, you, you have rather, to get lucky though with a guy like that. The percentage, the the chance of you hitting on a guy that early compared to a guy hitting on a guy later is you know a big difference. True. I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see how this all turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I've never been more excited for a draft. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at what like pretty much a week out from the draft right now, mm-hmm. and I still don't know if the Bills are going to trade up. I still don't know if they're going to stay put. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do. No one knows what they're going to do. No one knows what any of these teams are going to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this draft needs to happen like right now. Well, I mean, you'll. What a week now almost. Yeah. So it, it's it's gonna happen soon, but you know, I think it was uh, two years ago. The I believe the Eagles didn't trade up until right around now. You know, they didn't. They well, waited the Rams a while. traded up too. Yeah. That they, was that was insane. Both teams traded up very late, and 
I think people forget that there's still, I mean, what, there's still almost seven days, probably going to be six, um, where you have an opportunity to still work with other teams. And oh, sure. You have your draft board essentially completed by now, and you're still calling teams to see how everything's going. You're still working those contacts to see if they're willing to maybe come down on their negotiation, if they're willing to, okay, you know what, instead, I'll, I'll take it for less. Yeah, where you're able to get a team that has their draft board set that feels like they could get the guys they want. Because that's what it's all about. A trade like the Jets happening that early is pretty rare. It doesn't happen that early for a draft because no one has their draft board set. They don't know who they're going to take. They don't know who they're not going to take. They they don't know anything. They have an idea, but they don't know. Nothing's set in stone. They don't have a guide, essentially. So I think now that people are getting their draft board set in these coming days is when you strike. You you're you're striking while the iron's hot because these teams know what's out there and they know what's going to be available most likely wherever they are. You know? well, and they're prepared for all these scenarios. I'm trying to think what are so the top couple picks we got Browns, Giants, Jets, Browns again. Mm-hmm. Five is the Broncos. The Broncos are at five. Mm-hmm. So I think for the Buffalo Bills, six is the Colts too. Um, Colts are I think still trading calls. Two, apparently. two, four, five, or six. I think that's though that's the sweet spot. Yeah. Those are the, the teams I think would be willing to move. Yeah. Well, you're, you're obviously not going to... I don't think you're going to get the number one pick. That's ridiculous to yeah. think about at this point, I would think. Um, I don't know. I, I'd i like to see us get Rosen. Um, I do want to talk about a couple of the guys that I'd be interested for the Bills. Okay. So, say the Bills don't get Rosen or don't trade up. I would kind of like them to see them get Roquan Smith okay. from Georgia at 12. Um, if, they, if they're not going to take a quarterback... Uh, that early, yeah. I don't. I think they are going to take quarterback that early, but I think he might be one of the better players available if he's mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him a lot. I like Rashad Penny from San Diego State in the second round, possibly. Mm-hmm. He's a running back, um, I, big I, guy, two twenty, mm-hmm. ran a four four six, mm-hmm. and he led the NCAA in rushing yards. Yeah, um, I think teams that are interested in Saquon Barkley are probably also interested in this guy because you know you've get whatever you need in the first round, and then, you know, you maybe Penny's there in the second round or late mm-hmm. first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like DJ Moore, who had a, a visit with the, the Bills mm-hmm. uh, in these past couple days. He's from Maryland, mm-hmm. ran a four four two. He's a wide receiver, 6 foot, uh, 39 inch vertical. He's going to be a second or first or second round guy. He's there's not a whole lot of number one receivers in this draft. No, I think um, I think the most the most important number one would probably be um, probably be uh, Calvin, Calvin Ridley, Ridley yeah. from from uh, Alabama. Yeah, would, he's probably the biggest name wide receiver. The you know you're talking about running backs. You talk about Penny. I think a guy that could be a sleeper could be a guy that um, ends up getting taken. Third to fifth round, that's a really good running back that might not be getting the hype that he should be getting, uh, is Kalen Ballage from Arizona State. Hmm. He's a huge dual threat guy. He's 6'3". Wow. He's, uh, what is he? He's 229. He's a big running back. And I think that he had a huge year the year before. He set the record for touchdowns in the game. He had eight against Texas wow. Tech, I believe. Um, and then, he, yeah, let me see. What? Yeah, I believe it was Texas Tech the year before. He set the NCAA record for touchdowns in the game. He had one receiver uh, and six or seven rushing. Wow. So he's And the whole time, he's been splitting carries with a guy, too. Really? That's the crazy thing. Yeah. He's a guy that's been splitting carries with, I think it was DeAndre Lewis. And he's, he's doing all that production, getting all that, while also splitting time. 
He, I think if Arizona State was more in the national spotlight last year, I think he would have been much – there would have been much more hype about him, like, you know, Al Chubb and, and um, the guy from Georgia. R. I think that uh, – you know, I think that he's a very good running back. And that actually might be a more realistic pick for the Bills. Mm-hmm. And rather than, you know, getting one in the second round, getting a, a third to fifth rounder, like you said. Yeah. Because um, I think – what the Bills need to do is they need to get a quarterback. They need to get a linebacker very badly. That's why I like Roquan Smith. Or uh, mm-hmm. I do like Tremaine Edmonds from Virginia Tech. He's yeah. 19. Yep. Yeah. 6'5", 250. 4'5", four, four, speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say he can play any linebacker position in any defense. Mm-hmm. And he's 19 years old. So you yeah. can develop that guy for yeah. you know four or five years, and he's still going to be 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. I think another guy I'd like them to get, but he probably won't be available, is um, Sony Michelle from Georgia. I think that he was the the, the second running back to Nick Chubb, right? In, uh, yeah, in Georgia. Yeah, and I think he honestly was better than Nick Chubb. Really? I think Nick Chubb is a very good running back. He came off an ACL injury a couple of years ago. So yeah. He he was supposed to be the big back for a couple of years in a row, but he you know he hurt himself, and I think that Michelle is a better running back. Uh, and he's probably a second, third round guy. I think he. Right? I think he could be late first, uh, second really? round guy. I think guys are seeing his talent way more than they were at first. Um, most likely, he'll be second round though. Um, yeah. Because running backs are how many running backs devalued in this year? In the first round, how many? I think Saquon. Uh, that's obviously. That's Saquon, Saquon, him and Juice from uh, LSU. Guys, sorry, <laughs> Juice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that'd be cool. a good nickname. I would have gone with it. I Juice. Didn't. I didn't um, actually know how to say his last Darius guys, yeah. He's a good he's a good running back too, um, from LSU. Pretty another big guy. Yeah. I, I, I think there'll only be two in the first round and then uh, Michelle will be the first one off in the second round. So I, I think the real the big needs that the Bills have are linebacker, running back, obviously quarterback, wide receiver if you use another guy. Mm-hmm. That's why I have more, DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. And also another DJ, DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. Um 6'3. Same, he had the best speed of any wide receiver at the combine. Four three four speed, mm-hmm. forty inch vertical. You love those LSU receivers. <laughs> um, I guess I do. You gotta um, love them. Landry, we, they, back hey, on. they've hit, they've hit a lot of them. They've had good hits, and Bills have hit on the LSU guy last year. You know, uh, Malachi. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say Malachi <laughs> Dupree. My, my yeah, guy. They, hit, they hit on Malachi Dupree last year. No, um, yeah, my my top receiver. I mean, not top receiver. My guy that I want the Bills to go for, or even just. Any team that's looking for a strong receiver is Anthony Miller from Memphis. Memphis. The guy has put up huge numbers the past few years. Um, Double-digit touchdowns in each of the last two years. And he has a... I mean, you're saying, okay, you know, he's in the, he's going against Conference USA talent. But he's still putting up oh, huge yeah. numbers. And he has Riley Ferguson thrown to him, who's essentially just a tatted-up Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> slinging it out there. Um... But tatted Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's sign just, me up. He just hucks the ball. He doesn't. He, he just chuck it. Um, but yeah, Anthony Miller is a guy I think could go in like third, fourth round where he's I a see consistent him the target. A lot. Yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the Bills went with the Conference USA guy last year with Zay Jones, and it didn't work out last year. I think he'll. End I think out. there's potential, but there's, potential, um, so. there's still a little risk going for a mid-major conference wide receiver because you know they're not necessarily. The there's best risk going with any of these guys. Against. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think DJ Chark is by any means uh, slam dunk. Yeah. I think based on his physical traits mm-hmm. that he should be a very good player. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he doesn't have necessarily have the production. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he'll still be a second or third round guy. But what's interesting is how last year the the wide receivers didn't pan out really much at all in the first round. You had Mike Williams didn't really pan out. Oh, uh, he, he had hurt. He was hurt. Yeah, John Ross got hurt. Yeah. Um, you had Corey uh, Davis. Corey Davis also hurt. The only I think was was. Uh, Smith Schuster in the second round, or was he late second first? Round. Yeah, second round. Yeah, yeah. You had I think Zay Jones got taken before him too. You had a bunch of guys for receivers last year, second, third round guys that were doing Juju well. was Cooper did well. Juju yeah, did well. That's true. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's some very interesting guys out there, and those be interesting to see what those first round receivers do this year from last year. I think and there's if, only one going in the first round this year. Maybe. Do you think this year's wide receiver class is better than last year's? Or you think? It's no. Nuts? Yeah, I, I, I'd say it's much worse. Yeah. Um, I there's think talented guys, but Ridley's the only guy that I would take in the first. Ridley round. is only the blue chip guy that I. Yeah, I, I don't think he's a top fifteen pick or anything like that. I think he's I think literally like, the twenties. I think Arizona could end up taking him. I think they need another option. I um, think Arizona is gonna get like a quarterback. quarterback too. Yeah. yeah. Um, who knows? <laughs> I mean, in in. In insane where world, insane I mean, possibility. This entire draft is going to depend on how, where the quarterbacks go. Absolutely, you could have a you could have the first two quarterbacks taken at one and three, and then after that, you could have no one taken for a while because there all the teams really after that aren't necessarily shoe ins for taking a quarterback. Yeah, you like have the, the Jets Broncos. and the Browns, and that's really it. Um, I don't think the Broncos are the Colts are going to take. I don't think the Broncos, Broncos are taking one. They just spent a lot of money on Case Keenum. Yeah. They're going to take one. You eventually. know what with them? They're going to take one. I think in maybe the second round or something. Maybe if Lamar Jackson falls there, they could end up taking him. But yeah, you after that, it's really a bunch of question marks. Yeah, with guys, absolutely. you have the Bucks mixed in there too. They're not going to go for a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely not. They there's a lot of teams that James. could pass. Every, there's all this hype around Miami, maybe taking a quarterback. I don't think they do. Yeah, I think they they have a lot of other needs, and Tannehill has been okay. Yeah, and I think they're looking into it, but I don't think they're going to do that. They they're just doing their due diligence and checking everything out. I mean, that's this is one of the most interesting drafts because I think there's potentially six quarterbacks who can go in the first round. Mm-hmm. The one we didn't talk about is Mason Rudolph. Yeah, um, he's kind of a late first round guy, early second round guy to me. Mason Rudolph, yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned. The major concern about him is the. Playing in the Big 12, you have really bad defenses in the mm. Big 12, so you have a lot of huge passing quarterbacks. You see Bryce Petty go out there and huck it. Oh. He hasn't done anything in the NFL. <laughs> um, Colt McCoy, when he was at Texas, too, went out there and slung it and did nothing in the NFL. There's a lot of Big 12 quarterbacks that don't end up panning out because they're playing quick offenses and spread Sam offenses. Bradford. and just Yeah, Sam Bradford. He was good, but he wasn't as good as everyone thought he was going to be. There is a lot of quarterbacks that come in the Big Twelve like that, and I think that's a I think that's a big concern for a lot of teams. I think he's the guy that like if a team like Arizona doesn't end up trading up, mm-hmm. they might try to get him. I could um, see them going for him. Yeah, that might that's probably a little bit early uh-huh. for Mason Rudolph. I I could see Arizona going for like Loletta Loletta in the third round or something. The guy from uh, mm-hmm. Xavier, or Richmond actually. Sorry, Richmond. Um, yeah, he's, I don't know this guy. Loletta, he's a good quarterback. He. Um, Matthew Fairburn from uh, New York Upstate did a great interview with him where he asked him, you know, about everything. He went down to Richmond and talked to him, and uh, he's a good quarterback. He's a sh- he's a definitely a motivated guy because his name isn't getting out there that much, and he's yeah. had a good career. He was he had to prove it in high school. He had I mean, to prove obviously, it to get a Richmond, scholarship. You have to prove everything. Yeah, I think it was uh, he was down the road from Delaware, and even Delaware, like his you know the school he wanted to go to growing up, didn't offer mm-hmm. him anything. So he decided to go to Richmond and. He did pretty well there, and he's a strong candidate. And uh, he's one of the guys that's one of those outspoken guys talking about arm strength doesn't mean that much. And I'm I'm kind of one of those guys too, where yeah, yeah, sure. arm strength doesn't mean as much as everyone think it, it helps. It, does. it definitely it helps. helps. 
it helps, but accuracy and consistency help even more. There's very few quarterbacks that are limited by their arm strength. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, a guy who has one of the weaker arms in the NFL, mm-hmm. has had a pretty good career mm-hmm. in the NFL. Never was a great, great quarterback, but, mm-hmm. you know, he was good enough where you got a huge contract, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's still sticking around, so... Any quarterback you have that... a nice career with a with a weaker arm. Mm-hmm. Chad Pennington, mm-hmm. not a big arm, played forever. <laughs> not not great, but he still played a long time. Any quarterback that um, throws a ball from their knees in a video is instantly off of my draft board. <laughs> is, that, is that what? Uh, I mean, that's what Demarcus that? Russell was doing back in the day when he got drafted. Throwing football from his knees 50 yards or whatever, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this guy has a huge arm, and he's he's not a quarterback in the NFL. And that's why I think of Josh Allen, too. He's a guy, he goes out to the combine. Based on paper, they should be great. Yeah, on paper, they should be great quarterbacks. Uh, in reality, they're. I don't think they're, well, I don't think Allen's going to be good. And we all know Jamarcus Russell wasn't good. Um, I think Jamarcus Russell had a lot of stuff going on, though. He too. did, too. He had a holdout before that season, which made no sense. You know, that kind of slowed him down a, a bit. He had a drug problem a little bit lean, right? Yep. Um, I think that Allen's that type of guy. I mean, you saw what he did at the combine, where they're just running the normal drills, looking at footwork, and he tried to huck it deep, trying to show off his arm in front of scouts. Uh, that, that means nothing. That resonates a lot to scouts, though, where they see a guy that's not even doing the drill properly, not even mm. working on his footwork, working on his timing, and just trying to throw bombs to impress everyone because he knows he's on national TV. I think that says a lot to scouts. I think that's going to cause him to drop a bit in the draft. Really? Not that specifically. I think his whole body of work is going to do that, but I think that's you factor his... He's like the perfect Mel Kuyper quarterback. Yeah. It's the the one that the all the like guys like that, like Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper, yeah. all those guys love him. They love him. But, but when he's when it comes down to it, when you have to actually get him on the field, mm-hmm. can he really make all the plays you need your quarterback to make? I don't mm-hmm. know. I really well, don't. If, you know, if Mel Kuyper and, and Todd McShay were right all the time, they'd be the NFL GMs already. <laughs> yes. And Mel, Mel Kuyper's been covering <laughs> I mean, the I'm sure they're cozy. Long time. What they're doing right now, but... He's been wrong many, many times. Oh, yeah. If you look at his drafts, that he's... I mean, he said the Bills taking Jimmy Clausen in the past. He's not very uh, I actually wanted that, draft. too. Yeah. I wanted Jimmy Clausen that year. A lot of people did. Well, big <laughs> Irish... What, because you're a big Irish fan? Or? No. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what came over me. <laughs> I, I would never trust a Notre Dame quarterback to do anything. Brady Quinn. Notre Dame and USC quarterbacks. Those are my least favorite. The only one that really... I can... What about I'm Alabama okay with quarterbacks? Carson, Carson Palmer. Um, Alabama quarterbacks are... Really, we haven't I mean, had any McC- good ones. McCarron is the only one that's had really a chance at doing anything. Um, and certain he, schools I mean, he though make their, titles, can make though. their teams look or the players look better, mm-hmm. the, the, just based on the talent around them. Mm-hmm. Alabama is one of, is the biggest team that I think that t- takes place with because mm-hmm. out of all those guys that get drafted in the first round, how many of them actually pan out? Yeah, not many. Not many. No, not many. So, uh, maybe Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. Uh, Landon Julio Collins. Jones. <laughs> Julio Jones is yeah. You look at the big ones. He could go anywhere and be amazing. Ingram took a bit to pan out too, but he's he's there's a, there's a lot of guys like a lot of those defensive linemen like uh, like Jaron Reed and what's that other guy? Ashawn Robinson. Like a lot of those guys <laughs> never do anything. Darius, yeah. <laughs> I mean Raglan's doing okay in in uh, Kansas City now, which is good for him. But yeah, uh, what a terrible pick for the Bills. 
No, I don't think that. I think it was a terrible pick at the time, but I think it was more house cleaning last year. I think if if someone came in with the same system and the same ideas of how to run a defense that Rex Ryan was running with that three four front, mm. I think that he would have still done well here. I do think that, but you have a guy that comes in Leslie Frazier. He's not going to run the same defensive. Front. Oh, yeah. he's not the same coach at all. He's not going to fit the scheme. It didn't make any sense. So you get a tr- you get a draft pick out of it. You get a third round pick. I think it's in twenty nineteen for him, which is solid. You have yeah. they've built a lot of. I mean, they've really they've really followed that <laughs> win now and win in the future type mentality because they've that's the they've smart way to draft build picks. I mean, if you look at their draft picks, they only have a couple that are remaining of their own. They've acquired a lot. Oh, yeah. and they've acquired a lot to move up. You know, so and we're in a position right now where if they if they do move up. You know they're not necessarily breaking the bank to do it. They, yeah. they still have a lot of picks, Absolutely. and there there are a lot of holes in the Bills. But you know, last year was a really big year for building up the team, and yeah, I think if you can get your franchise quarterback this year, mm-hmm. the only thing they can do now is you know maximize that window, like keep getting the talent. Mm-hmm. The biggest things for fans too is just getting that monkey off your back, that playoff drought. Oh, is just getting that over with. What a great way to start the new year. Yeah, great way to start the new year. And also, you're glad it happened now, because what if they didn't make it, and then now they're rebuilding right now, and everyone's just like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, or like you're 8-8 last year. Yeah, you almost can write off two more seasons of not making the playoffs. So it's good to get that out of the way. You don't want to set any record or anything. I think the Bengals have the record for 20-something consecutive seasons. But, um, yeah, it's good to get that monkey off your back and to... And to have a good plan moving forward, and you, you you're building that foundation. I'm I'm excited uh, for everything coming up. Mm-hmm. I got two more topics. Sure. Uh, number one is is Odell Beckham going to get traded before the draft or during the draft? Uh, no. I'm going to say no. I don't it think so. Happen right now. Um, yeah, most most front offices are preoccupied a little bit with the draft. They're not going to get first, two first round picks for Odell Beckham. They're not going to get two first round picks. I don't think so at all. It's just not um, worth it for a wide receiver. I think maybe he's valued at two first round picks, but you're not going to get that. That's no. a, that's insane. He's a um, he's a great great player. He's one great. of the if, best. If, yeah, exactly. But um, is, and, is any player really worth two first round draft picks? And whoever gets him still has to pay him too. That's a big thing. That, yeah, that's forget. the biggest problem. Yeah, you're paying a lot for draft picks if you trade for him and then you're also paying even more when you have to resign. Right, so Sammy it. Watkins got 16 million a year. Yeah. Odell Beckham is a top 3 talent mm-hmm. at wide receiver. What does he get? Maybe 18 and a half. I think that That's a whatever, lot of money. It's a lot of money and I think whatever team is going to go for him is going to put that contract where there's a potential out in a couple of years mm. where you have it so say he injures himself again or he has He would make a lot of sense on like the Browns. Mhm. The 49ers. I don't think he'd make sense on the Browns, really. They already have some talent locked up. They have. I'm thinking of teams that have tons of cap space, though. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I don't think... I don't know if either team would get him. I don't know. I, I think he's going to stay with the Giants for at least one more year. I mean, before that Cooks trade, I was pretty confident that the that the Giants were going to trade with the Rams to get Odell Beckham. To I, would, I actually really liked that. That, that would have been a huge move, but they ended up going... I mean, you think... Would they have rather spent that first rounder on Odell Beckham or Brandon Cooks? I think, I think the Giants would have said no to that pick. I think for, so too. For uh, they would have wanted a little bit more. And the Rams don't have the picks to give because they yeah. have traded like all of their picks. Yeah, they, for everything. They have barely any picks left. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't think they could make that yeah. move. Yeah. But based on fit, though, that would that'd be a great fit for them. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right, then my last topic that I have on here is the best name in the draft. Mm-hmm. Rich, you can go with yours first. Oh, best name. Okay. I don't want to steal yours. We discussed one before. I'm trying to remember it. I'll give you a hint. 
It's a name that we say very often. <laughs> what? His first name is a name that we say very, very often. You go first. All right, fine. Do you want me to say this name? Sure. All right, Bradley Chubb. <laughs> just a just a great combination of first and last name for this guy. Yep. Um, yep. Also a really good player. Um, I think he's going to have a successful career, but he might be one of the most successful Bradley Chubbs to ever <laughs> been on the earth. Uh, the next one I have is Aquinius St. Brown. Yep. That, that's such a weird combination that I, I don't know how to say his first name, and St. Brown is just a weird last name. St. Brown is a little weird of a last name, but eh, you could have a lot weirder last names. Oh, like, sure. One of the guys I like for the Bills, and also I like his last name, is Leighton Van Der Esch. Oh, I hate this name. I um, <laughs> This might be my least favorite name in the draft. Leighton? Yeah. Leighton. Leighton. Uh, I mean... Maybe Leighton he, Van Der Esch. Maybe he could be like a Kyle Vandenbosch. Kyle. He has a nice career. Yeah. I don't know. He's a, what, a middle linebacker from Boise State? Yep. I hear he's pretty good. I've seen he's one of those. He's a guy that a lot of people have, uh, have mocked going to the Bills. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Was this a good year for names in this draft, you think? I think there's been better, better, yeah. better years. Uh, there's no DeForest Buckners. You have some one. cool names, the cool, um, elegant names, like Royce Freeman or, or Armani Watts, from, the safety from A&M. Armani Watts? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good, good one. name. But, um... That sounds uh, the, like a Madden generator. The guy I, I I like saying the most, and I like on the Bills, too, is Vita Vie from Washington, the defensive tackle. I don't think they go for him now. I think they... Mm-hmm. Wouldn't make I sense. I think, if, obviously, if he, if somehow he falls to 22, you go for him, because he's just a or great second talent. Round for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll fall second round. I think maybe Maurice Hurst could fall second round if they're looking for a, he's a, defense a defensive tackle. Well? Yep. Um, but I see them more going for VWA if that guy's available in 22. Say I would say they don't make any trades. They have number 12 and number 22. If VWA is available at 22, you're going to take him. He's a good, good sure. prospect. You don't care if you already have <laughs> Star Latule because yeah. you got to replace Kyle Williams probably after this year too. Yeah, Kyle Williams only has a couple more years left. Um, yeah. Now, do you think if there was a team in the NFL that would draft the draft uh, entire year – Based purely on name, what team would it be? I would say Cleveland is probably up there. Like, you know how yeah. some people do their fantasy team? Like, oh, I'm just going to go with the best, the yeah, coolest sounding yeah. name. Cleveland's up there. They, they might yeah. do something like that. Cleveland, uh, I'd even, I'd the, Colts? The, pa- the Packers, they have Geronimo Ellison, they have HaHa Clinton Dix. Okay. They have some funky names on that team. Um, <laughs> I'd probably say them, though. Third uh, nose tackle, I can't remember his name right now. Well, the Raiders used to draft purely on 40-yard dash times. Yeah. So, they, crazier things have been done. Yeah, the Raiders, who was that receiver that was there that was very... Darius fat. Hayward Bay. Yeah, Darius Hayward Bay. He he ended up going to Pittsburgh after, but he was... I remember my buddy's a huge Raiders fan from Montreal. People were shocked at that pick. He he was excited. He loved Darius Hayward Bay. He thought he was mm. fast. He thought he was a great guy coming out, and he was just nothing. I remember going to that game against the Raiders... At home, Bills came back from like twenty-one to seven, twenty-one to three, something like that. They came that was back. the year after they got Jamarcus, right? Uh, no, no, no. That was a couple years after because they had, they had uh, dude that looks like Lionel Richie playing quarterback from the Redskins. What's his name? Oh, uh, Jason Campbell. Yeah, Jason Campbell looks like a Lionel Richie at quarterback. <laughs> he was their quarterback that year, and it was Hugh Jackson's first career. year as head coach there. I remember because oh, I forgot it was, about it was that. The first year he was head coach there, and then he had, um, and it, it was his. 
one of his first away games. I think it was the second game of the year. And <laughs> he ended up, the new rule in the NFL that year was all scoring plays were under review. So he threw mm-hmm. a challenge flag on a scoring play and he got a penalty for it. Remember that? Wow, that poor guy. I was just like, what? He got fired after going like 8-8 eight eight with them. He's a good coach, though. I think he's gonna. I think he's definitely slightly on the hot seat in Cleveland, but they're. I don't think it's his fault that they're bad, though. I think him and John Dorsey have a good working relationship now. Where I mean, Sashi Brown, I think has gone there, but John Dorsey's gonna be a good GM for them. He's a smart dude. He knows what he's doing. I hear he's very old school. Yeah, I mean, which can be good, which can be bad. It, being old school is better than trading for AJ McCarron and forgetting the call in the trade and not getting it. Past That's the what day. happened with with Sashi Brown, correct? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I don't even think he was in the office at that point. They said I don't even think he was there. Um, hmm. he, he at that point, I remember there was some the big Browns, fiasco with that. Yeah, when he was with the Browns, he was not a guy that was around that much. He should have been around way more. He was kind of just. You know, coasting a little bit, and yeah, obviously you know some of those picks didn't work out. Like Danny Shelton didn't work out yeah. that well. Um, well, they traded him, so he didn't work out for well for them at all, really. Yeah. Corey Coleman hasn't worked out so far. Talented player, but just hasn't worked out. Yeah, and you know, obviously the big one they missed on was Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Miles Garrett was a great pick, but we'll see beyond that. Yeah, I mean, Miles Garrett still has a lot to go. Jabril Peppers still has some more to go. He's a project, huge project with Jabril I think, Peppers. You know, I think Peppers, Peppers started off with a strong year, um, but he ended up tailing off. He's a tweener, that's his problem. Yeah, He's I not quite he, a safety, he he's not quite hurt, a linebacker. Did he end up getting hurt? No, Jamal uh, uh, Adams is, that's who I'm thinking of. But, um, yeah, uh, I think they have a lot of good pieces in there. I don't think Tyrod is obviously the answer for them. I he think be on this a, year, probably, no. I think... What could surprise people is th- them taking a quarterback to throw behind Tyrod that isn't even close to being like Tyrod. So what if, I mean, say the Browns end up drafting Saquon Barkley at number one, and then they come back and draft Mayfield at number four. They want I, A lot of times when you look at bridge quarterbacks, they're quarterbacks that will be similar to the guy they're almost looking for. You yeah. know, they're, they're similar because they fit that type of offense they're looking to build. And obviously, you have an offense coordinator that will do whatever. You're going to take the best player available, but sure. there are instances where they will take a guy that say say the Browns take Bradley or um, uh, Saquon Barkley at number one, mm-hmm. and then the Jets at uh, or Giants keep the number two, and I don't know whatever, and then uh, Jets take Rosen or something or Darnold. The the Browns at number four still have a lot of choices. Everyone's banking yeah. on them to take a quarterback at number one. They still have a lot. A lot of options at uh, number four too. Sure. They could end up taking, say, they think uh, you know Saquon Bark is a really good running back, and they just want to get him before anyone else does. They could do that, and then they could come back at number four, and they still have the third best quarterback at worst to work with. Probably yeah. the second best quarterback to work with there. So, I mean, you could see the Browns doing a lot in the in the top of the draft, and and you know, I think this, this is, has to be one of the first years where. A running back, at least in a really long time, that a running back's been in play for number one. Mm-hmm. I think Saquon Barkley is actually deserving of that, yeah. um, which is pretty mind blowing because like there's been good running backs taken in the top five mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. Like you know uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he wasn't really in the conversation for one at any point. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. just kind of like a luxury pick for them, which is a weird you know it's a weird to have a luxury pick in the top three, but that's what he was. Mm-hmm. Side note. 
it's a little interesting that now you see a lot of uh, draft prospects coming out and signing with record labels for their Rock <laughs> for Nation. their agencies. Yeah. Rock Nation for Saquon Barkley. Yeah. TDE for Darius Geis. He signed there. That's weird. Yeah, kind of strange. Um, it's not. It's it's definitely something that started to come out more. You know. These, well, you know, TDE has been doing well recently with promoting stuff. They didn't for the longest time though. Just won a Pulitzer Prize for Kendrick's album, which is insane, right? Yeah, first time ever a hip hop album has won it. I didn't know that was a thing for music. Yeah. Good for them. Pulitzer surprise. It's usually, it usually goes to a jazz or classical album. <laughs> this year it goes to almost like a free jazz hip-hop album. Free jazz. A jazz trap. Free jazz hip-hop. hop. Free jazz hop. Yeah. It, that really is what Kendrick Lamar is a lot of times. <laughs> All right. I think we've pretty much covered every single thing that we could have possibly covered in, in today's episode. I think so. Yeah. All right, Rich. It was, it's been real. It's been a real mm-hmm. hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to reach out to us and tell us we're idiots if we had anything wrong. Sure. Once again, at by Rich Kowalski, B-Y, mm-hmm. and <laughs> at Kindies is Cursed. Um, be sure to like and subscribe here on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, whatever you use. Give us five stars. Five stars, yeah. Please, five stars, yeah. please give five stars. It, helps. it goes a long way. It really does. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. We'll maybe talk to you soon. I don't know. <laughs>